0: Are you a woman in the middle? Because you found me for a reason. I'm Susie Rosenstein, and you are listening to the Women in the Middle podcast, episode number two. Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and Master Certified Life Coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, I'm so glad you're here, and I'm glad to be getting this podcast rolling. I've been thinking about the whole women in the middle thing for a while. I knew deep down that a podcast was going to be a great way to connect with you. So I guess the bottom line is just that it's awesome to live intentionally, right? I got it going. And anytime we have a first, it's always something to be celebrated. That's my motto. So I wanted to let you in on a little secret. The podcast sounds pretty professional, right? I sure hope so. I purchased an awesome microphone and even that round popper stopper filter thingy. And I also hired a professional with an amazing track record. So shout out to Pavel at Digital Freedom Productions for helping me make all of this happen. But there was one thing that was pretty challenging along the road to launching this baby. I was having difficulty finding a quiet place in my house. (laughs) I live in a classic mid-century modern backsplit. Now, ladies, I have a feeling you watched the Brady Bunch, so you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> Slanted roof, open stairs, lots of wood, and lots of noise. And I also have loud pets. I have a Quaker parrot. She has the occasional squawk attack. And she also talks a ton, so she might just break out in a quick... Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You never know. Dee Dee does have over hundred thousand hits on YouTube. <laughs> you should know that too. And of course, there's my dog Nico the Noof. He sleeps a lot during the day, unless there's a knock at the door or if he hears his buddy the Boxer next door. Then his bark is so loud and startling. So why am I telling you this? Well, I thought I was pretty creative. I went into the closet. So just imagine this. I'm sitting here in my cedar closet, surrounded by two racks of clothes from the 80s and 90s, extra pillows and some comforters. I can see my high school marching band jacket just off to the right here. (laughs) My husband had some pretty funky ski outfits back in the early 90s. Oh my God. So pretty funny, right? But it's working. And I'm proud of myself for being creative and resourceful enough to figure out a solution and make it work, because I'm so committed to reaching out to all of you women in the middle. We need each other, and I know this for sure. It's time for us to grow and live intentionally, and sometimes we just need a little help to do that. So today's episode is about mindfulness and the need to actually supervise your thoughts. Let's start with a very simple question. Do you practice Mindfulness. To get on the same page, Merriam-Webster defines mindfulness as the quality or state of being mindful. I love those definitions that don't really tell you anything. <laughs> this, this part's good. The practice of maintaining a non-judgmental state of heightened or complete awareness of one's thoughts, emotions, or experiences on a moment-to-moment basis. Also, such a state of awareness. I actually think this definition sums it up quite nicely. Wouldn't it be great if you could walk around and maintain a non-judgmental state of heightened and complete awareness of what's going on in your brain? (laughs) Well, I'm happy to share with you that you can learn how to do this. You can learn how to be more aware of your thoughts and results that they create in your world. You can learn to manage your emotions. You can learn to live more intentionally. Why? because you can learn to think more intentionally. And I'm super excited to share a tool with you called The Model. And this tool will totally help you increase your mindfulness and make thinking more intentionally easier for you to do. It's common to have to learn this because most of us walk around believing lots of things that we're actually not thinking intentionally. A great example is something your parents believe Your parents have been sharing their thoughts and beliefs with you for decades, and as kids, we automatically believe them. The thing is, though, that we still believe a lot of it automatically. A simple example would be that you should finish everything on your plate. So many of us do that automatically without even questioning the thought. I'm sure you can think of lots of examples of how you've just borrowed your parents' thought patterns, like on autopilot, even at this age. And now that you're older, I'm sure you've caught yourself sounding like your mom on occasion. (laughs) It can be pretty funny, but it's also a reflection of what I'm talking about here. Lots of self-development and mindfulness authors have made huge contributions in the area of understanding thoughts and the process of thinking. You're probably familiar with many of them. But Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School has offered a tool that breaks down these universal truths in a way that is super easy to understand and apply, and that's called The Model. The Model is a self-coaching tool that can increase your awareness and skill to such a degree that you can become a rock star with managing your mind. (laughs) Seriously. I trained and coached my face-off with Brooke, and I'm proud to call her my mentor. Like I said, you may have heard some of this before in other self-development or mindfulness work, but this model makes it really easy to understand, and more importantly, I think, to actually apply. So let's dive in. What is the model? The model is a self-coaching framework that helps you get perspective on your thinking, Get out of the negative spin cycle of your thoughts and manage your thoughts intentionally so you feel the way you want to feel and create the results that you want to create. As Brooke says in her book, Self-Coaching 101, if you become aware of your thoughts, you'll become more conscious. You'll become more awakened. You'll discover the cause behind your negative emotions. You'll have a way to feel better. Brooke describes it like this in the nutshell. When you think a thought, you feel a feeling. When you feel a feeling, you take action, or not, because of how you feel. Your actions or behaviors create your experience in the world and ultimately what your life looks like, your results. If you aren't conscious of your negative thoughts, you are enslaved by them. Now, I bet you can totally understand the feeling of being enslaved. You might think of it as being in a negative spin cycle or anxiety-based spinning. You might also relate to it as feeling stuck. But it all starts with a circumstance. This circumstance or thing that happens triggers the thought that gets the whole cycle started. Then there's a thought about the circumstance. The thought, which is often negative, leads to negative feelings, then actions, then a result. The result is caused by the original thought, which is now evidence for the thought and actually strengthens its hold on your brain patterns. So they just cycle. They just cycle and it continues. The spin continues. It gets stronger and more ingrained, ultimately causing more pain. This approach doesn't aim to fix things right away. When you try to fix or change behavior... And results, actually, without changing the cause, it's like swimming against the current. It just won't work. And I'm sure you have lots of examples like this in your life. It will become more clear the more we talk about it. This approach is all about becoming more conscious of the thinking that actually causes the unwanted results in your life. You can take any result in your life and use the model to figure out the thought that's creating that result. This is actually mind-blowing, right? The model is a super logical way to take a look at what's going on up there in your brain and also offers a logical way to make improvements so you feel better and create the results you want. The question is, why didn't they teach us this in school? (laughs) could have saved decades of pain and confusion and being stuck and spinning. So how does this model work? Well, it's made up of five parts and they relate to each other. I'll show you what I mean. If you have a pen, jot this down so you can look at it. If not, no worries. Just check the show notes for a link to a download. In a vertical line, write down the letters C, T, F, A, R. The C should be at the top and the R at the bottom. So it's a vertical line of letters, C, T, F, A, R. That's the framework for the model. Here's how it works. I like to say that it's really the secret sauce of the universe because, like I said, you can pretty much get to the bottom of any problem you're having by using this simple tool. When you use the model, you need to remember this. You are not your thoughts. You are a watcher of your thoughts. You are not your thoughts. You're a watcher of your thoughts. Okay, first, there are circumstances. That's what the C stands for. Circumstances. They are things that happen in the world. They're things that you can't control. Circumstances are neutral. They're facts in that they are black and white. So if 10 people were in a room, all 10 people would agree on the fact. Circumstances trigger thoughts. Thoughts are the second step in the model, the T. A thought can be described as a sentence in your mind. It's what you think about a circumstance. An easy to understand example of the difference between a thought and a circumstance is going to the gym. Let's say you went to the gym twice a week. For some bizarre reason, 10 people in your life saw when you were at the gym. (laughs) The circumstance or fact in this example is that you went to the gym twice in that week. Remember, a fact is neutral. These 10 people undoubtedly have different thoughts about that fact. To some, Going to the gym twice in one week would be horrible news because they always go five times a week. Someone might think that you don't take your fitness seriously. That's another thought. Someone else might think how impressed they are that you went to the gym twice. See what I mean? The actual number of times that you went to the gym is a fact that's neutral. You can see with this example that even going to the gym twice might not be neutral to you, but it's a fact. It's what you think about the neutral fact that creates the problem. Let's take another example. My birthday. I'm in a house of men. I have three sons and a husband. I grew up in a family that was big on birthdays. My husband did not. (laughs) One year, we were on vacation in Cape Cod over my birthday, and needless to say, my birthday wasn't acknowledged to my satisfaction. (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. Can you tell what the circumstance is in this example? It would be the fact. No one said happy birthday to me in 2008. (laughs) You have to find something that is factual or neutral. So there's lots of other ways to describe that, but the very neutral way is exactly what happened. Now, what about the thoughts about the fact? It went something like this. I can't believe no one sang happy birthday to me today. Wow. I really wanted my husband to make some kind of a birthday gesture, like give me a present or something. My husband really let me down. My husband doesn't care about me. Those are all thoughts about what happened. They're not the facts. Now, if I talked to my girlfriends about this, I'm sure I would get support that this should not have happened. (laughs) And it would seem obvious like it is a fact. But thinking about that, quote, this shouldn't have happened, quote, is also a thought. Thoughts, my friends, are optional. I don't know how you feel about that, but I'm hoping you'll embrace it. (laughs) Now, the third line of the model is the F line. F stands for feelings. Thoughts cause feelings. Feelings are vibrations in your body. They're caused by thoughts, not circumstances. Feelings happen pretty quickly, too. Thoughts create the feelings in no time flat. Let me show you. Close your eyes for a few seconds and think back to your last vacation. Okay, you got it? Now try to remember your favorite day from that vacation or the favorite thing that you did. Why was it so great? Was it an activity, a place, the person you were with? Whatever, really focus on remembering the thing that you loved most. Now notice how you feel. Pretty cool, right? Thoughts create feelings super fast. Just imagining it like that. Boom, you were there. Now, the A-line is next, actions. This stands for behavior. It's what we do in the world. It can be an action, an inaction, or a reaction. Okay, let me repeat that. An action or a behavior can be an action, an inaction, or a reaction. Remember, actions are caused by feelings, but determined ultimately by thoughts. And finally, the R-line, results. This is what we see in our lives as an effect of what we do, as an effect of our actions. The result is your personal result, and it always proves your thought. So when I say it's your personal result, I mean it's what happens to you. Let's go back to my birthday example. So the C, or circumstance, was that there was no birthday song on my birthday. The T, the thought, was that my family let me down. My feeling was disappointed. My action was, I'm a little embarrassed by it, but I did yell at some people. (laughs) There was yelling. There was definitely yelling going on. I let it go to the end of the night, maybe even the next day, and then I just lost it. The result was I didn't have any fun on my birthday. I withdrew. Notice, this result is mine, and it proves my thought that my family let me down. This is where the power is. Now that I've done this model, I can see clearly that it's my thought causing my feeling, not the circumstance. So it wasn't that nothing happened on my birthday, it was what I thought about it. Since thoughts are optional, there are other ways to think about it, and you get to decide how you want to feel now that you know that it's your thoughts creating your feelings. You don't have to change your thoughts. But with this increased awareness, you can see that you can if you want to. For example, if I don't want to be disappointed on my birthday, I can think something else about the same circumstance. How about this? My husband loves me but needs help remembering what I like on my birthday. (laughs) Now, that doesn't make me feel disappointed. When I think that thought, I feel more certain, assured. When I feel assured like this, my action is that I just let him know or come up with ideas that I know would make me happy. The result? I enjoy my birthday, which proves my thought that with help, my husband celebrates my birthday the way I like. Notice that I have no control over what he does. We can't control other people. Even though we like to think we can, we really can't. The other thing to notice is that we have the power to change our feelings, not outside things in the world. Our control is with our thoughts and the feelings they create. This is the biggie. It's not the circumstances that make us feel a certain way and create our results. It's our thoughts about the circumstance. So it's not that nobody sang happy birthday to me on my birthday. That was the circumstance. That's not what got me so disappointed. It was what I made it mean. It was my thought about it that created my feeling. That's the thing about the model. You can start anywhere you want in the model. You can start from the top and go down. You can start in the middle. You can start at the bottom and go up, but you can't skip steps. You can only go one up or one down. You cannot skip steps. That's why a circumstance does not create your feelings. The bottom line is that being more aware and actually choosing your thoughts is how you actually feel better. We can't just let our thoughts be out there running amok. We need to rein them in. We need to manage them. For sure, they need supervision. (laughs) All kinds of things in our life need supervision, so it's okay to think of your brain this way too. The concept that your thoughts need supervision is something I learned in Thomas M. Sterner's book, The Practicing Mind developing focus and discipline in your life. Highly recommend it. Perhaps it's never occurred to you that thoughts could be managed like this, as if your thoughts have a mind of their own. As you can see, it's common for us humanoids to be unaware of what we're thinking, let alone to think we have the ability to supervise our thinking. We think thoughts a mile a minute. There are a variety of different estimates about exactly how many thoughts we have a minute. But it looks like you can safely estimate that you have about sixty to 80,000 thoughts per day, obviously some you're not aware of and some you are aware of. So there's some subconscious things going on and some conscious thoughts going on. The other estimate that's common is that you think about 10 thoughts a second. Like that is crazy, right? Most of my clients don't practice mindfulness when we start working together and they find it quite surprising how many thoughts they actually have. The next big realization is when they see the extent to which there is thinking going on behind the thinking they know about. And I would suggest that most of us are like this. Wouldn't you agree? Tom Sterner says, and I quote, so few people are really aware of their thoughts. Their minds run all over the place without their permission, and they go along for the ride unknowingly and without making a choice. What do you think about your mind doing things without your permission? I love this question. What is going on up there that you haven't consciously agreed to? What typically happens is that if you don't give your brain a problem to solve, it will go look for one without your permission. I'll give you an example. I challenged myself to record this podcast last Tuesday. It was in my schedule and everything. It looked good, right? It was there. I geared myself up and I was ready to go. I even talked about it on social media. (laughs) However, I didn't sit down at my computer right at 8 p.m. the way I wanted to. It was 9.03 when I actually started writing my notes. What happened? Well, to figure this out, we have to get at my thinking. Even though it looked like all my ducks were lined up to have a productive evening, my morning wasn't productive at all. I noticed something different about my energy, the way I was feeling that morning. I was kind of in slow motion, relaxed. (laughs) And I know that my feelings are produced by my thoughts. So I needed to be thinking some thought that was creating this feeling. What was it? I had expected to feel excited, hyped up and motivated, but I didn't feel this way at all. What was going on inside my head? Let's use the model to figure it out. It took me a while to get a handle on it, but there it was. Here's the thought. I can do it tomorrow because it's a light day with appointments. This seemingly quiet little thought was mucking up my productivity. This thought made me feel relaxed, super chill. Now, don't get me wrong. Recording a podcast is exhilarating and exciting. Sometimes. But you have to get your act together, like it's not just the recording, it's the preparing and pulling your notes together and finding a quiet time to actually do it. As fun as it can be, it's still something that's on my to-do list, and like we all know, those to-do lists don't always get done. And that's what happened to me. As soon as I caught on, though, I supervised my thoughts. I saw what was going on inside my brain. This thought had been running amok without my permission. Just because the thought is there doesn't mean it has a right to be there. That's where you come in. Once you have the amazing awareness, this unbelievable metacognitive skill of being a watcher of your thoughts, you can supervise your thinking and create the results that you want. This example is a small one, but I hope you see the point. It's been estimated that you think approximately 35 to 48 thoughts a minute. Armed with this information, it becomes more and more possible to accept that there's some renegade thoughts floating around in your mind too. Our thoughts need our supervision. This is good news because it means we get to decide how we want to feel and what results we want to create. Here are a few ways to practice becoming more mindful. One, practice staying in the moment. If you catch yourself thinking thoughts that are full of self-doubt and judgment, for example, that's a sure sign that you're not in the moment. Number two, practice asking yourself why way more than you currently do. First, catch yourself thinking something and then ask why you're thinking it. Sometimes you might have to add a little so what question just for fun. Okay, so practice asking yourself why. Number three, Practice connecting your thoughts to your feelings and notice that when you change your thoughts, you also change how you feel. Some of us are better at noticing a feeling than a thought. That's fine, too. You can work backwards, like I mentioned. Ask yourself, what am I thinking that's creating this feeling? Number four, understand that thoughts are just sentences in your mind. They're not the facts. They are what you think about the facts. You can change your thoughts, just like you change your underwear. (laughs) Number five, practice using the model to get perspective on your thinking. Circumstances can trigger thoughts. Thoughts cause feelings. Feelings cause actions and actions cause results. Results always prove your thoughts. So remember that if you don't like a specific result in your life, you can do something about it. Thoughts, my friends, are optional. That's it for episode two. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I would love to hear what you thought about it, too. So how about leaving me a review on iTunes? I know it's a bit of extra effort, but there's a reward. First, you'll know deep in your heart that you made this midlife gal smile. And also, I'll be doing a draw over the next few weeks for 10 lucky reviewers to win a free hour of coaching. Just go to womeninthemiddlepodcast.com forward slash iTunes for totally simple instructions for how to leave your iTunes review. Thanks so much and talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women in the Middle. If you liked what you heard and want more head over to women in the middle slash guide to download a free actionable guide that will help you break out of your midlife funk and start living the life you want.